Ah, uh, I just came. This is Diatribe. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. My name is Caleb. This is Diatribe. It's been a long time. Shouldn't have left you. Left you without a dull beat to step to. <laughs> Was that Timberland? Okay, so the show is back. If you're a listener, if you're a previous listener of the show, I honestly am really glad that you're back. The show is not on the erstwhile, the, I'm going to say that, the erstwhile diatribe.fm site. The show is not out there anymore. Rest in peace, rip. Yeah, if you're a previous listener of the show to the previous, I guess, I'm not going to say season, the previous iteration of the show, yikes. Look, honestly, thank you for checking up, visiting the site. Yeah, we were supposed to go down by we, I mean me. The show is just me, surprise. When I said that the website is going down back in August, I really, that was something that really needed to happen. That wasn't just an excuse to be like, oh, you know what? The website needs to go down just for maintenance, just to make it pretty and whatever, because I wanted a break or (laughs) my life as a um, native English teacher in Korea was getting difficult. Yes, that was a casual way of me dropping in my what I do for a living for new listeners. Hey. Yes, I've been told I'm very subtle. (laughs) The website will be back soon. I suppose we're doing this. All right. Okay, I'm just going to go straight into looking at what's in the headlines. Like the headlines part of this is not because I think I'm some sort of newscaster or I think I'm or want to be CNN. Like, don't come here for you. Don't come here for news. Exactly. At all. Don't come here for news at all. The headlines part of the show is usually things that I just think are... Things I'm really excited about, really things that I think are like what the fuck moments. So, I mean, I guess that bleeds nicely into the Super Bowl halftime performance. Now, granted, I'm not American. Surprise. Yeah, I'm not American. I don't, I don't even understand how football works, but hey, even if I did, I'm probably, I probably would think that Super Bowl, that the halftime performance was the most entertaining part of it all, because isn't it? I'm actually, you know what? Let me go back and pull it up, because... I have to admit that I just skimmed through it the first time around. Um, don't quote me, which is a great thing to say on a podcast, but don't. But I, the first time I watched it was just, um, I was on Google News at work and saw the headlines popping up saying that, um, you know, the Super Bowl, that the Super Bowl performance was now up like 40 minutes ago, whenever the fuck. And I was like, oh, okay, this is fresh. I'll just skip through it right now so I can, um, catch what it looks like and get a feel for it in like two minutes and hopefully none of my coworkers will walk past. I open it up and I'm like, okay, so Shakira's going first. Shakira and Jennifer Lopez, I mean, when they got to J-Lo's part, I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. This is like, get Shakira out of the way first because she is the like less popular artist. You let Shakira go on first because she's like the opening act. Like I said, I was watching this at the office, and so I really was skipping through. I mean, if you, I don't know, if you don't know this keyboard shortcut, it's changed my life. We use the arrow keys to skip like five seconds through, back or forth through a YouTube video. Either that's going to change your life, or you're going to be like, yikes, you're just getting acquainted with keyboard shortcuts. You call yourself a millennial. As soon as I could catch like a little couple of notes to hear what song was being performed, I was skipping through all of it just to get to Jennifer Lopez's part, because I will listen to, I will stream her music. I stream Jennifer Lopez's music. I don't know. Part of it, even the newer stuff, they had this like a nostalgic quality to it. So I'll go back and listen 
go back and listen. I'll listen to it even now during the day while I'm working, just because it's familiar enough, it's catchy enough to be upbeat in a way that's not distracting, so that you don't, you're not completely engulfed in the song and are like singing it to yourself and are like more listening to the music than you are working. I know her music has that quality to it. So I guess not only did I think she was the biggest star, I was also looking forward to her more because I mean, I've got nothing against Shakira, but I mean, how many hits does she really have? But that's the thing. Like you went, like I went through, even just skipping through it. I was, you know, one song comes on and you're like, oh, okay, so this is, this is, this, this is the song. This is one of like two songs that she has that are real hits that uh, these are the reasons she's not Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> these are the reason, reasons she's like a formidable pop star. You hear one song in her set list and you're like, this is the reason that she's a lasting pop act. And then you hear another song and you're like, oh, I forgot about this. Yes, this was a real hit. This was huge. And then you hear the, the next song and you're like, wow, I forgot about this. I love this song when it was out 10 years ago. Like she has so many of those and she still looks, she doesn't get enough credit for looking good at her age. I skipped through it and I was like fairly impressed, even though she tried to um, perform analingus on the camera in that moment. I mean, if you haven't seen a gif of it or like even worse, um, a two second clip of her wagging her tongue at the camera, God bless you, because it really is kind of disturbing. Despite her doing that, the 30 seconds I saw of her performance in total, I was really impressed by. I have to say she looked good. It was kind of refreshing in a, you know, in a the nostalgia kind of a way. And it just, you know, it's a Super Bowl performance. It, there were lights and it was pretty. And then when I finally skipped to the part where, where it was Jennifer Lopez, I was like, oh, okay, so I'm going to try and skip through as little of this as possible. Let me keep my mouse cursor on um, the top right corner in case a coworker walks past. And I'm waiting for it to go off. Like I'm waiting for one of her songs to like really knock. I'm, it's already not looking too good. She has like huge real housewives hair. Okay, I'm going to talk about the hair. I hate that this is something that I need to talk about, but <laughs> like that's a lot of hair. Ma'am, that's a lot of hair. That's too much hair. I will go on record. I will go on record and say that's too much hair. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of hair. It's like cold within an inch of its life. And it has the nerve to have like, like those icy, frosty, almost crispy-ish looking highlights. You know the highlights that, like, I don't know, Kate Gosselin would have in her hair? Those kind of highlights. Those, I got my highlights done in the mall and then went home in a minivan, kind of a color palette. I was like, ugh. You obviously went in for a fake tan that was a little that you, and you decided to go from, you know, a light caramel to a coffee color because it was a special occasion, as if that ever goes well. So she's a little, I mean, the tan is just a little too much. Her face is caked in makeup and not in a good way. Like you don't need that much. You don't need, you don't need that much. It doesn't need to look that severe. Like the fact that Shakira went on first did her a disservice. The fact, no, you know what? I should say that in a, with the gravity it deserves. Okay, let me just, okay. The fact that Shakira went on first, compounded, highlighted, brought to light, how overdressed, overbeat and overwrought the entirety of her six minutes was like i love jennifer lopez 
it's weird. I wouldn't say that I stan. And it's not just because, you know, I'm a Mariah Carey stan and you can't do both. Like, it's weird. It's not like, uh, it's something about it is, is just her career is just weird. Like she has all, it's like she always has a budget. Like she always has the budget. She always has like the backing of a label to just to get Cardi B and DJ Khaled on a song to perform a, to perform a new single on like three or four different reality TV shows, even though it's going to be like an inevitable flop. She can go on tour and sell tickets. Even though she can't hit the Hot 100 anymore, she's still putting out and promoting albums with a dozen, half a dozen singles, even though she can't crack like 50,000 units anymore in the first week. Like, how does that work? Is it just on the, like, weight of her name? That can only take you so far. Among, I mean, really, for the people that are, that are paying for, that are paying for this, how does she, how does she, how does she, how, how does she do that? Like, have you seen a Celine Dion music video these days? She's a legend and yikes. Mariah Carey, I love her, but she had, what, like three music videos for her last for for Caution. And the third and final one was shot in like a subway car. The whole thing. <laughs> and Jennifer Lopez is still out here looking like money. With albums that don't sell and songs that and singles that don't chart. Anyway, so, so at the very least, like her career looks good from the outside looking in you can't say that not being objectively successful as a pop as a pop music star anymore you can't say that that's affecting the content the music the product because i mean all the moving parts are still appear to be there Iggy Azalea's career looks like it's funded by a gofundme and yet Jennifer Lopez still looks like her career is being invested in i think the i think that's what makes the fact that this performance looked so kind of not visually just visually not there kind of weird like there's the makeup there's the hair there's the like screaming that she does at the like you know telling the audience to jump or to put their hands in the air or like to come on <laughs> there's that there's the exaggerated dancing it's just like not only have we seen this before not only like have we seen you in a glittery jumpsuit, um, shaking your shoulders with a cane into the camera, um, twerking a little as if it's scandalous? Like, not only have we seen it before, it doesn't look good. Like, before the glittery jumpsuit, I mean, that's underneath this, like, black, pleathery-looking, ill-fitting, whatever the fuck it was, outfit. And you're like, Ugh. The look on your face is really saying, I'm here. I made it. This is it. You're welcome. And just... The hair, makeup, and the outfits is, is not there. Like, it's just, like, it's not, like, it's not there. And I mean, the Shakira songs, I think maybe it's because, maybe part of it is because you're not really expecting for the songs to knock, for them to really, for you to really enjoy them. Maybe that takes you by surprise and you're like, oh, I enjoyed that more than I wanted to. Then the Jennifer Lopez part comes through and you're like, I enjoyed this a lot less than I thought I would. Like, I thought this was going to be the highlight the songs, like, you remember all of them? There is the nostalgia factor. They were all hits. I mean, which is probably due to the fact that she performed, like, almost nothing from past 2007. I mean, I mean, okay, there was On the Floor, but I mean, besides that, almost all the material was from before 2007. So, I mean, yeah, so you did your hits. I mean, that that's fine. And so you dance like you were on in Living Color. Okay, that's your brand, but 
none of this looks like a win. And then it just goes and then it just looks bizarre. Jennifer Lopez's part of the performance was all performed as if there was like, as if it was, as if there was big dick energy. Like, and there was none of it. And then it's a daughter on stage and Shakira's playing drums in the background. Like, what the fuck is going on here? This did not look like a career highlight. It just looked like her, like she'd worked out really hard before. She was determined to put on a good show. Like the show was not going to suffer for a lack of effort. And it's just too much. It's too much. It made me feel really weird. Like we get it. You already get credit for looking good. You already get credit for having a good like catalog. You already get credit for being a top tier star. Look at that tan. Look at that outfit. Listen to her screaming into the mic. Look at these tired dance moves. And then look at Shakira just having a good time and stealing the show. Like, you look not desperate, but you just look out of, out of touch. It's out, it's out of touch. It's out of, it's out of touch. Like, Jennifer, Miss JLo, we're rooting for you. We're all rooting for you. Stop this. Fire Benny Medina and get some young people in your team because this just, this has to stop. Pamela Anderson, I mean, I'm going to say this because if you haven't heard about it, I feel like just you should. Like, I feel like everyone should, if you, if you pay attention to the to pop culture news at all, this is something that you just, I feel like it's my responsibility to say it in case you haven't heard it. Pamela Anderson was married for 12 days. <laughs> How? Like, is this funny? This is why I do the segment. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> What the fuck is going on in the world? It's not even just like, oh, pop culture is crazy. Nothing makes sense. Celebrities are weird. Like, everyone's out of touch. How? And I don't even think this is because this is a post-Trump landscape. It's just like everything has been done before. Kim Kardashian's 72-day, I think 72, 72-day marriage was the biggest. It was the Caitlyn Jenner Vanity Fair cover story news item of... Whenever that came out, like it was the biggest story in entertainment news. And now Pamela Anderson, I mean, sure, she's not a, shall we say a current, a current star anymore. That's not shade. I mean, I don't think she's trying to, trying to be. But I mean, still, she's like, she's still got cachet. But like you have a 12 day marriage and no one, it's, this is like a blink and you miss it story. How is that? How does entertainment news, how does... Any news, because I mean, Justin Bieber's haircut was covered on like CNN when that happened. Like, how is this not really news to anyone? Is it because 12 day marriages are normal? Is it because we don't care about celebrities anymore? That's not true. Is it because it's done before? It's been done before? I mean, why doesn't this hit? Because I hear it and I don't expect anyone to. I like, I don't, I'm not surprised that I don't care. But just, it could have been any marginally famous celebrity. It could have been anyone B list or up. Who is, if, I mean, if you're married for 12 days, that would be news. I mean, that's just make it make sense. The Grammys happened. This is the first time in my life, I have to say, where the Grammys happened. And I literally only realized that they happened after they happened. Like I was sitting at my desk. When was it? Last week, Tuesday at this point. Sitting at my desk and I was clicking through whatever I was clicking through and I realized that the Grammys had, had happened. I feel like I'm really not the only one who just didn't know that they were happening. If you were going to watch them and, you know, maybe not, or maybe in the past, they wouldn't have ended up 
watching the show, like, at least you would know they were, they were happening, right? I don't know. I think I'm just getting more cynical. I think I'm getting cynical because, like, when I found out that, when I heard the news that, and I think this is how I, this was the headline that made me realize that the Grammys had actually transpired. Billie Eilish winning for Album of the Year. I was just like, well, of course she's, of course, of course, of course. I'm pretty sure that she was the highest selling artist of last year, at least in pure sales. The young artist, the relevant artist who is new, who is doing the music industry, or at least her label, a lot of favors. She just happens to be the one that wins album of the year. I mean, I've tried to hit the falsetto in Ocean Eyes just like everybody else, but album of the year? Bad guy doesn't knock that hard. But I mean, other than that, I don't care. I mean, Lana Del Rey wore a sickening dress that she got at the mall, but I mean, other than, than that, like, who who cares? Literally, who cares? Vine is being resurrected, kind of. Have you heard about Byte? Have you heard about Byte? B-Y-T-E. I think it was announced last year. I don't know if it was from the creators of Vine or whether it was just something that was going to use the same format for its user-generated content. But, you know, they're six-second videos. And I'm just, and I'm just like, you know what? You had to wait until TikTok had, like, permeated the culture just all the way through. You had to really wait for... You had to really wait for TikTok to hit its peak and really just, like, marinate and fester into the minds of literally everyone. You had to wait until the kombucha girl came out, and now you're coming through. Like, how difficult could an app like this be to to put together? I mean, it had already been done. I mean, besides hosting costs like what is the like what the what is taking you what took you so long tiktok videos the tiktok kind of format not that it really had a format but i mean the format that has sort of the way tiktok videos generally look i mean that's what we think of user generated kind of short form video content looks like now that's what viral videos look like now the game has changed we've gone from like you know smack cam to People literally, literally dipping their testicles in soy sauce. No one thinks in six seconds anymore. You had so much time. You had so much time. We were rooting for you. We were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? You know what? Take your app and fuck off. Something else is doing the job now. What did we have but those fucking stupid Vine compilations on YouTube. I've never seen a Vine compilation that didn't make me hate myself for watching. <laughs> and now you're back? Keep it. I usually take a break at this point. If you want to go to the kitchen or if you want to jerk off or something and you're waiting for a break in the show or if you're just like looking for a decent part in the show to press pause and never come back. Here it comes. Let's take a break. And we're back. Okay, so... Okay, if you're a previous listener of the show, if you've listened to previous versions of the show, you'll know what this is. It's kind of like a safe space to say something that's on your mind or like something that you just need to get off your chest or say out loud just to make sense of it or, you know, just tease out an idea or drag someone for fault or shout into the void. If there's something that I want to express, I can say it here. I've been thinking about something that... 
that I've said I almost stood no I didn't almost stop myself because if I had restraint I wouldn't be doing the show but I mean I thought about the fact that over the past the total of 18 real episodes that um eight of which I put out with a co-host and 10 of which I put out on my own I spoke I've spoken about like relationships with people and I've spoken about how difficult it can be when things get like a li- when things go a little sour like maybe not all the way sour but sour enough that you feel like the relationship friendship really is what i was talking about what i had spoken about when it has to change somehow or there's some kind of conflict or at least you're conflicted and you don't really know how to do it because i mean there're no real rules for it I mean, think about it. Think about the last time that you wanted to cut someone off. I don't feel like anyone cuts someone out and feels, like, good about it. Like, even if it's just for you, you don't want to look back and say, oh, I could have been better. Like, I don't, I just don't have it in me to, you know, go on a hunger strike to find the right thing to do just because I want to think of myself as a good person. Like, fuck! If I don't have the mental space or capacity to go over and over and over things in my mind because I'm trying to find a perfect resolution to conflicts with people who have been important to me and I feel responsible to, then I'm just not going to, like, I'm just, I'm not going to do it anymore because I'm prioritizing the things that, for better or for worse, I've chosen to do or fill my time up with. I'm just, I'm prioritizing, but like, surprise! Surprise. I'm 20-something and I'm choosing to prioritize myself over other people. Hey. Maybe it's an internalized guilt as well, because you think maybe I shouldn't, maybe I should feel bad about not going to coffee with you and talking about how we can get through this because I'm busy. Maybe I feel bad about being busy just because something happens in your life that makes you feel like you have to put a lot of effort into fixing it. Like if it's a friendship or, you know, some sort of moral thing in your life, doing the best that you can do is the best that you can do. You don't have to unravel the things that you are committed to that are taking up your resources, you don't have to like pick at those things because those resources are going somewhere else when you could be putting them towards working on this conflict. Like just if all you have is, you know, a good, clean, honest phone conversation that takes, you know, like an hour, if that's the best that you have to give, that's the best that you have to give. And if you do your best during that conversation and go back to living your life as normal afterwards, that's fine. Like that's that like that really is fine. Maybe if you were unemployed or if you made a million dollars when you were 20, or, well, I mean, realistically, maybe if you made a hundred million dollars when you were 20 and you had all the free time in the world, you would have handled the conflict differently. But you know what? You didn't. And you have to wake up tomorrow and go back to the fucking life that you have to go the fuck back to. And so things that are not paying you bills, things that are not pushing you towards your goals, those things can be secondary. Those things can be secondary. They can be secondary. And it is a choice. It's not a thing where it's like, well, this is the way it has to be. You know what? If you got like two hours less sleep at night to fit those interpersonal conflicts into your life, then you could. But it is a choice not to. When you can get to the point where you can say, yes, X might be, or Y might be the consequence of X, but I have to be at the place in my life where I can be comfortable saying that's not my problem. I used to be at the point where I was like, okay, is that... Is that it? That That's the tweet? Where now I'm like, okay, I get it. You know what, same. Just because someone you're committed to is, you know, back on their bullshit does not mean your hands are tied and now you have to go and make it right no matter what. 
you can just do your best with what you have and that like that like that's fine and if you're the villain in their story if like say if, like i mean like if there's something and i am i'm i know i'm talking very generally because i'm not, i don't want to talk about what i mean what i'm really thinking about personally there was someone in my life i guess i'm going to do this there was someone in my life who fucked up and it was a friendship it was someone i told that told them i told this person that i loved them as a friend and so when they fucked up i thought okay well i told you that i loved you i I'm responsible to try and figure out the best way to move forward. Isn't that what love means? And that's why I thought, fuck, well, maybe I shouldn't have told them that I love them. Then I could have just moved on because I didn't have the time. And I didn't feel like it was important enough to make the time because look at what you did. And then it was like, well, okay, this person doesn't understand that they did something wrong. They might have crossed a line with me. But I mean, if they don't see it, if I like if I explain myself and say, sweetie, this is how you fucked up. Here's my PowerPoint presentation on the several ways in which you tried it and you fucked up like if you do that and you explain it to someone and they don't see it then like you feel like responsible you feel like well then i can't hold it against them or i can't cut them out or i can't say that this is unacceptable because well they don't get it you know what person who shall remain nameless yes i am cutting you out no i'm not taking the time to tell you yes i am willing to be the villain in your story and I'm no I'm not going to rearrange my life to figure out this conflict if you don't like the way that it is because my life doesn't have to stop because you're having a feeling and I'm allowed to love myself more than I love you. Ah, uh, okay, so I don't know how that's going to sound after editing, but hey, it is what it is and that was kind of a load off. If you've listened to this far into the show, if you're a previous listener and you've checked up on the show and you're back, if you're a new listener and you're even thinking about subscribing, thanks. Honestly, thank you a lot. This is a one-person show, and any goodwill is something to be thankful for. So, honestly, thanks for listening. It is a kind of shot into the void. It is kind of just... The show is kind of just an effort to say... Is kind of an effort to say, I feel this way and I'm not crazy, right? It really helps out the show if you rate, review, and subscribe... So please do. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And I can't believe the show is back. I can't believe that anyone is listening. Thank you for listening. And I will be back next week. See you then.